Hello, and welcome to another episode of Angelic University with Maria Paith. Hello, and Happy New Year, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about tips for inner harmony. Because the year has started off a little bit turbulent in these United States, and some of us are feeling a sense of dissonance. And so inner harmony is an oyster. Inner harmony can be a savior for you. And we actually need to practice and put effort into establishing harmony within ourselves. And so it's not hard, but it is important for us to focus on some of these tips. And on, at the top of the list is a gratitude tune-up. And that can be a daily list, a short list that you have, or a beginning of the day, first thing in the morning, after you say, hello world, and a little prayer, inviting happiness and joy and your service to the world, and saying hello to, to God and the universe. You may recite something you're grateful for. And right away, for me, I am always grateful for the luxurious bed that I'm sleeping in. And that's a really easy start. And then going on from there, you can say things like, I'm grateful for my health and my family and the day ahead and the opportunities ahead. A short gratitude list can really give you a boost in the day, and it can also be a wonderful way to end the day with gratitudes of maybe the meetings you had during the day, the opportunities you had, the adventures that you had, the challenges that may have come your way that taught you something that that woke you up, that shifted you. Gratitude to begin the day and to end the day in any way is a positive. And then... I believe this is super important, is we can get really long to-do lists going, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to have this done by such and such, and and we can really get going on those to-do lists, but paring them down or chunking them can be even more productive. And chunking is the idea of putting together a several um, like list items. For me, that this week was, you know, taking down the Christmas tree, taking down the lights, putting away all the ornaments and organizing that closet where all of that goes into. And that was, that's a chunk of, of activities. And they don't have to all be done at once, but it is a chunking or a paring down of the list. And um, there are many lists that we can, you know, get going. I've got, you know, lists for my writing assignments, lists for my podcast, lists for my class that I'm teaching, lists for the work that I need to do at home, lists for shopping. And I have to say that I really am enjoying the, um, the features of Alexa and how I can do a grocery list on there verbally, and then I can access that on my phone. And so that has made it easier to do a list without even writing it down. 
And so that's another way that you can have a to-do list is using your electronics to support you as well. But again, not getting overwhelmed with them, perhaps chunking them or paring them down or even begin to look more realistically at what you can actually get done in that hour that you're running around and getting things, your errands completed, or even if you've only got you know, 10 minutes here and there, what can you actually get done? Uh, it, it is important that we don't overwhelm ourselves and begin to look more realistically at, at this. Um, I also invite angels and spirit guides to support me in accomplishing tasks and activities that are more metaphysical or more spiritually in um, inviting or more spiritually focused because my focus may be more on the physical and the 3D world and I may forget about what's needed on that higher vibrational level. And it can be actually things like meditation help me to remember and have the time to sit down and reflect and to meditate and get some sunshine and to deep breathe. And I don't have to necessarily make a list of that, but to create that habit, to create that practice in my life so that I am living more completely and more balanced. So implementing deep breathing on a regular basis when feeling stressed or when, um, you know, coming up a, a, on a challenge or feeling overwhelmed, threatened, like let's deep breathe because that relaxes all of the parasympathetic systems and helps us to realign. And then we are more able to ef effectively work and complete tasks. Um, the next that I have on this list is taking small steps to making your home your sanctuary, a home that nurtures you and your soul. And, and I say small steps because, again, this can be like a huge list. And you look around and go, okay, well, if I cleaned every day, if I washed my dishes, if I, you know, put away my clothes, I, you know, this would be a sanctuary. And, and it, it, those things, those tasks are important and have to be done. But the sanctuary is perhaps to not turn on a bunch of electronics at the beginning of the day and, and to simply, you know, sit in, in the, the sounds of the world that are outside or, or perhaps play some softer music um, for the morning or for the, the, um, the, the break in the day that you may have and avoiding the, um, mass media or the the news media and kind of giving yourself a little fast there that can make the home a sanctuary that can nurture your soul because there are pleasantries at home we have you know couches and chairs and 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 beds and comfy um rugs and you know these things are are already part of the sanctuary and we may not enjoy them as much if we're sitting at the edge of the couch watching a news you know reel about something that happened last week that we won't mention that, you know, frightened everybody and, um, you know, really put a, a, a bad taste in our mouth. And so does that really bring sanctuary to your home and to your center? And we might encourage, I might encourage you to, you know, have a little news fast or maybe not watch the news or turn on any kind of 
of, um, of media that will, you know, take you away from your quietude or your center, you know, for a whole morning or even a whole day, or perhaps even do a fast for a whole week. Sometimes we have, um, we can challenge ourselves to say, I'm going to take, you know, 30 days and not do any kind of media. That has been um, a an inner harmony step that I have tried before, but no longer actually than seven days. I haven't done um, an unplugging for, you know, seven days was probably the longest that I've done if I'm going to be truthful about that. However, it is up to you to try maybe just a morning or a couple of days of fasting from any kind of media. And sometimes that includes your phone and, you know, having an unplugged day or an unplugged, um, you know, week is really powerful if you don't have to be um, attentive to, you know, immediate concerns, like you have children that depend on you picking them up and they need to, you know, phone you when they're done with activities, those kinds of things. I mean, within reason, but it is about fasting sometimes from our exorbitant amount of media and devices that we now have. And so it's, it, there's a little more time for us to reflect within when we let go of that. And of course, one of the best tips and one of the best ways to focus and harmonize ourselves is to spend some time in nature, to connect with nature, to maybe go for a walk with your best friend. Um, that could be, you know, your husband, your your wife, your spouse, your um, your child, your your best friend in the world, your your dog. Um, it can be, you know a walk with yourself and your soul and you're just simply enjoying nature and the idea of being outside even if it's you know winter like it is now in the north america continent um, you can enjoy days where the sun is shining and short walks and, and fresh air can be very important for this idea of harmonizing your soul and your spirit sleep needs to be a priority and so I have been um, very aware that sleep affects me in many ways. When I get a good night's sleep, I am so much sharper the next day and have more energy and feel better and eat more healthy. When I am lacking sleep, have had a short night's sleep or disruptive sleep, I find that I eat more and am crabby and then am not as effective or productive. And I'm sure this is true for many of you. So in order for for me to make sleep a priority, I have honestly tried to get to bed no later than 10. And then I find that um, those two hours before midnight, for some reason, feel like four extra hours of sleep. And so if I push that, um, you know, that that candle or really push that limit to later than 10, I find myself again, still getting up at the same time, but feeling more groggy. So I've been trying this idea of, you know, sleeping from 10 to six or 10 to seven. Um, and it has, you know, made a difference. And at least if I wake up at six, I have plenty of time to do my meditation in the morning. And so that's just a little bit of insight about what is working for me. But look at your own sleep cycle. And some of you, you know, work nights and have different schedules, but really, honestly, getting in the seven to eight hours of sleep for an adult does optimize our 
our health and our mind, our, our minds work better and the body's just more balanced. And it's about harmony of the soul, but we have to take care of the physical. So I have heard that. I don't know if it's been documented, but the hours before midnight were two as opposed to the hours after midnight. So to me, 10 o'clock has been my, um, you know, let's, let me get to bed at 10, at least most weeknights, sometimes on the weekends, if you have people that you're spending some time with or watching, um, you know, a fun movie that spending a little extra time, family time or gathering time, then you, or, or seeing somebody or friends, then we may spend a little more time up. And again, you can sleep the next day if your weekend is not filled with um, work or activities. But encouraging you to mind, be more mindful of the time that you're resting and actually getting some deep sleep because it is about the REM cycle. And the average um, person REMs at least two times a night, sometimes three. And that REM is that really deep restorative sleep that supports you in rejuvenating and also processing some of the emotions that you have built up in your system, which is equally important because it's a way for us to um, explore the greater quantum field. In dreamland, we, our soul can explore. In dreamland, our soul can rejuvenate. In dreamland, our soul can learn with our guides, with our angels. And so is that, you know, fairy tale? To me, it's not. I get a ton of work done in dreamland. I visit with my angels. I see loved ones that have made transitions and they come and they help me with activities or ideas. They come and they share, you know, what can be coming up ahead or what is going on in my world at this time that I can get a different perspective of. And this is time that I know I wouldn't have or wouldn't open to if I wasn't getting to bed at a decent hour. And so can you do angel work in your sleep? Absolutely. It's magical. And if you give yourself the opportunity to have longer sleep time and you can REM, then your soul can truly have that travel time that quantum field can be accessed when you are in that deep REM cycle. And it is beautiful. Believe me, if you haven't had dream activities, then at least, and you don't, or don't remember them, then at least give your soul a chance to rejuvenate because whether you remember it or not by, by having dreams that are memorable for you or impressions you are still giving yourself that practice of the deep REM, the practice of the sleep, and your body will get used to it. And your soul will know, okay, now I can go to my guides and learn a little bit more. And magic happens in those moments. Opportunities for you to learn and grow on soul level is available to you during rest times. And it does occur mostly when we are in the deepest of our sleep. So, and following up on that idea would be the concept of journaling, having a dream journal where upon waking up, you may take a few notes about where or what you experienced in dream land.
And that can help you to, as you reflect, it can help you to look back and say, oh, you know, I had a dream that this situation or this thing or this experience or even this premonition like we talked about last week um, was going to occur. And here it occurred, not exactly as I dreamed, but like this. And so you can begin to make a correlation and have an, a deeper understanding of how your dreams can give you insight to your life. And sometimes a bit of premonition, sometimes, again, that healing essence that happens, that therapy that happens, because you have given ample opportunity to your thoughts, your impressions of the day, all of your emotions to be processed and transmuted through the essence of dreaming and with the work of your guides and your angels. Um, the last piece that I want to be sure to share about inner harmony is to reflect upon your relationships and choosing life-affirming relationships is huge. There have been, I have had many client in um, calls and client sessions lately where people are struggling with relationships. And it's part of the human condition. We have to relate to one another. We get to relate to one another. And one of the biggest pieces of inner harmony is that you are surrounded by people that inspire you, that challenge you, that are that, that love you, that are friends, that they don't have to think like you, they don't have to act like you. As a matter of fact, it's better and you appreciate a relationship even more if you have some common ground, but that you are different so that it expands you, but that it isn't a conflicting relationship where there's constant um negativity or downers or um, the impressions of you being demeaned in some way or disrespected. And so that's the red flag is disrespectful comments, disrespectful behavior, um, attacks on your character. Those are things to watch out for and to steer away from. And if you have been in a relationship for a long time and you're just now getting brave enough to leave the relationship, then good for you. But create strong boundaries and find ways to minimize those kinds of interactions with people where they are demeaning, degrading, disrespectful, and just outright mean. It isn't a harmonious life when you have to constantly battle that negativity. And what is that relationship, first of all, teaching you that you no longer want to be around people like that, or you have to subject yourself to people or, or relationships or situations like this? Find the way to freedom. Find your way to harmony. Find your way to a more peaceful existence. Ask your guides and angels to bring courage and allow the process to open up, to show you new destinations, to help you grow, to take a space or escape in salvation, and to see that you are capable and able of 
being around people and individuals that build you up, that bring you a sense of, again, perhaps inspiration, perhaps challenge, opportunities, respect, love, joy, fun, and common ground. So is and are all relationships like this? We have to have the contrast so that we can see the contrast and then choose the better feeling relationship, the better connecting situation. And we learn from what we know that we don't want to be around. We learn from those experiences. We learn from, you know, the the downers. We learn that we want to be connected to those that bring sunshine and harmony into our lives. And it's okay if we have disagreements with those that we love. That's not an issue. But constant disrespect, constant, uh, um, you know, demeaning and and a lot of uh, of senses of you know feeling abused or even being physically abused is it no good is it not okay and is a threat to your the inner harmony of your consciousness and your soul and it's not where you are supposed to be so feel the need to arise out of those limiting beliefs that perhaps someone else is trying to place on you and see that you are in fact quite an amazing person, a soul of peace, a soul of harmony, a soul of kindness, a soul of love, and choose life-affirming relationships. So it has been wonderful to connect with you this morning. These tips for inner harmony are just, again, kind of the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure that you can think of many other ways to bring harmony to yourself. But in the in wrapping this up, gratitude is a great way to end and to begin the day. The idea of a sanctuary in your home and thinking of ways that you can unplug or that you can minimize your lists and having decent relationships in your life can help you to have a higher vibrational style of living, can help you to be in harmony with your inner truth and your soul. And that, my friends, is worth everything because life is about love and love is the future. So any way that you can show love to yourself and others on a consistent basis and respecting yourself is very important love. Thank you so much for listening to Angelic University with Maria Paith today. May you have a wonderful week. And until next time, I love you so much. God bless you, beautiful lightworkers, way showers, star seeds, and galactic family of light and love. May the angels support you and surround you and bring healing to our beautiful planet. Amen. Thank you for listening to Angelic University podcast with Maria Pate. I want to welcome you to our Angelic University community where you can dive in with the angels on a deeper level to really work to your soul's missions. Please find options at patreon.com slash Maria Paith. That's patreon.com slash Maria Paith. M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H. I'll see you inside 
Angelic University. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless.